How can we acknowledge the 4th of July and uh, modern Jewish history without playing Eretz Svi, the theme of Operation Jonathan, Mivza Yonatan, from July the 4th, 44 years ago, 1976. Well, you know what we're doing this morning? We're introducing again David Matlau, who is uh, the... Uh, uh, the person who presides over the world's largest Herzl collection. He has specific items that he feels will be really fitting for 4th of July weekend, so we figured this would be great timing to bring him on. Mayor Weingarten, of course, is joining me. We'll introduce him as well in just a moment. And we are on Facebook Live, which means not only can you watch right now at Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, watch the whole thing right now, Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, but feel free to share it with all of your friends on Facebook as well. David Matlau, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Nachum, for having me, and happy 4th of July weekend to all of our American friends. Happy f- up here in Canada. <laughs> happy 4th is right. Happy Entebbe Day, happy 4th of July, and it's a pleasure uh, to have you with us. In a moment, I'll let you know who is sharing the spotlight with us here from the uh, NSN studios. Mayor Weingarten, Mar Weingarten, shalom, shalom, welcome back. And and it's not easy for Mayor. He's doing a show live at 9 a.m. It's not easy for him to join us uh, within an hour before, but I thank him. Shalom and Boker Tov. Shalom, Boker Tov, Mar Segal Halevi, Mashlomcha. Baruch Hashem. We have the privilege of having David Matlau with us. Uh, let me bring David up to date as to who is now in our studio. Uh, as David knows, <laughs> Mayor's already laughing. As David knows, uh, we we not only have a, a specific person in our studio with us, we actually have a historic scene with that person in our studio. This, of course, is uh, is the Theodore Herzl. We are talking about the Herzl collection. He is uh, at the uh, Three Kings Hotel uh, in the Basel, Switzerland. He is uh, looking out over his balcony at the river and dreaming about what could be. And it's funny. Uh, and I, I have to repeat this because it's something that I shared last week with everybody fast from Nefesh Benefesh. What a privilege it is to dream about something and realize that dream in one's lifetime. Herzl knew, and David, I think you'd agree with this, Herzl knew that he was dreaming and planning and likely would not see that dream materialize in his lifetime. Would you think that's right? Yeah. I think that's right. He was a uh, he was not well. So that that scene on the balcony that was in uh, uh, 1901. He died in 1904. He was not well. He was told by his doctors, "Slow down, uh, otherwise you're you're going to die from your ailments." And he said, "I had too I have too much to do, and I got to keep working hard." So he died at 44. Mm-hmm. Um, he had hoped that he would live to to see the realization of his dream. But he knew, like Moshe Rabbeinu, I, I guess he he didn't quite make it in, into the land that he that the promised land and the land that he promised the Jewish people. But it happened. Yeah, and I know that uh, we have cited that comparison often. Um, all right. In addition to that, David, we are uh, joined by some historical figures in a very unusual uh, format um, because they obviously could not be with us live and in person. But we are enjoying our. Uh, <laughs> I think you've seen this before. We are enjoying our Herzl, Goldemey ear, David Ben Gurion. Um, um, uh, what's the name of the company? Soda Stream. Soda Stream. Soda, Soda Stream bottles. So we have that in our collection. And now 
Let me bring you up to date on a couple of other developments here in our studio as our crowd just grew. Most people in these isolated studios during COVID-19 uh, have no people with them. I keep getting more and more of a bigger and bigger crowd because of the generosity of a very close friend and the recommendation of David Matlow. Uh, we have here the Herzl figurine, uh, and we should give. And David, you know, I said to I said to Mayor uh, when he when he hopped on this idea, I said if David Matlow is endorsing this website, it's got to be high quality stuff. And sure enough, we get this delivery, and it is really high quality, done very very well. And the website for those of you who would uh, who would like to uh, know about it, the website is I had it here a second ago. David, you remember it offhand? Piece of history. P-I-E-C-E dash of dash history. I think it's dot com. Uh, Pieceofhistory.com. And as David said, there's dashes in between all of that. Pieceofhistory.com. I think I had taken uh, everything off the box that I wanted to uh, share with everybody except for the website, which I wanted to share. And then, and then, David, this amazing development. Herzl is not alone when it comes to visionaries in our studio anymore. Because of the generosity of a close friend, we now have, you know who that is? Hold it closer. Hold it closer to the. That's Jabotinsky. Benjamin Zev Jabotinsky has joined us as well. So now we are under the David. The pressure is on. We're not simply under the watchful eye of Herzl during these sessions anymore. We're under the watchful eye of both Herzl and Jabotinsky. So if I were you, I'd really make sure to step up your game and and really be as uh, as great as you always are. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it looks like you're starting to compete with me on a Herzl collection. So <laughs> I hope I don't see you on the opposite side of auctions. It, it's funny because Mayor and I have decided that we're getting closer. I believe it's now 10,000 to 2. I think that's the official score in terms of Herzl items. I think you're you're leading 10,000 to 2. <laughs> Well, for those watching on Zoom or Facebook, in behind me is the collection, and there's Herzl, as always, over my shoulder. He's so always there. Keep coming. He's always there. Mayor, uh, I'm going to reveal a couple of things of the uh, uh, – a couple of things. First of all, I didn't even realize, and I know this is not our topic, but I didn't realize, Mayor, that Jabotinsky passed away in the United States, actually in, yes. the, in New York in this, State during a fundraising this, trip. In this summertime yeah. at, at Camp Beitar. Right. Which is he amazing. Was yes, he was visiting uh, here. He was he was also already wiped out and and not doing well health wise. Don't forget he'd been in prison by the British. The army running around Europe. He'd been in the Jewish Legion. So by by this time, and he was fundraising, and and he was also expelled from Israel. Sixty from years old, he passed Eretz away. Israel, yeah. The Jewish leaders um, have a lot on their plate. Herzl passed away very young. Jabotinsky <laughs> passed away young. They're uh, that's right. It's difficult. And which and by the way, those in fundraising, be careful. As you see, that's uh, <laughs> it did him in. Uh, yeah, but the, these were not only fundraisers. No, I don't. <laughs> Believe me, I know. Yeah. And the other thing was. Um, Mayor, I stumbled upon this, and David, of course, you're going to – this will be no new news to you. I stumbled upon this. We actually just passed the secular yard site of Theodore Herzl. He passed away on the, on the 2nd or 3rd of July. July 3rd, July 3rd. and uh, the 20th of Tammuz, which this year is July the 12th. <laughs> Figures you would have that at your fingertips. So, yeah, July the uh, – what did you say, July the, tw the 12th? 12th. July the 12th. Uh, we'll make sure to mention the uh, the passing of Theodore Herzl. That'll be the twentieth of Tamos, his official yard site, and uh, of course, many people have been uh, visitors to Har Herzl in Jerusalem. And speaking of Jerusalem, David, David, I will turn this over to you in a second. I have one last point I wanted to make to everybody because since you've been on, 
Mayer and I have been, you know, really, uh, you know, the, the Herzl juices have been going. Let's put it that way. And Mayer sent to me uh, a, a, an article, a piece that was done on Herzl's only visit to Jerusalem. Herzl visited Jerusalem in the autumn of 1898. Mayor, am I correct? It was the only time? Yeah, yeah. That's it. You can ask David. That's correct. (laughs) The only time. I agree with Mayor. The only time that Herzl visited Jerusalem. Is there any, I mean, this is not fair. We should do this another time. I think at, at some point we should spend a morning or at least a few minutes during one of these sessions talking about that specific visit because I, I can only imagine, I wish I could read the Hebrew as well as Mayer can, uh, I, I, I could only imagine how historic and how enlightening that journey was uh, to Jerusalem for him. So we'll do that hopefully one of these days. Please, God. I just want to mention, yeah. Nahum, that uh, both Jabotinsky and Herzl died outside of Eretz Israel. Both of them, uh, Herzl specifically wrote, um, David can speak to that, that he wanted to be tr- his bones to be transferred to the Jewish state when it when it uh, uh, rises and they when were it is established. And, and Jabotinsky, I, I, I don't think he expected his death, so maybe he didn't write it. But his bones eventually, after David Ben-Gurion was no longer prime minister because he wouldn't allow it, right. uh, the bones of Jabotinsky also, and they're both buried on her hearts. And I've, and I've said to you more than once that my father had always been uh, somebody who was makbid. How do you say makbid in English? He was, uh, stringent. he was stringent and careful to always give credit because for some reason people, people mistakenly historically gave credit to the wrong prime minister of who brought Jabotinsky's remains to Israel. The credit does go to Levi Eshkol, Levi Eshkol for yes. bringing Jabotinsky to Israel. David Matlow, 4th of July, you said there are actual items that relate Theodore Herzl to the United States of America. Why don't we start? Go right ahead, sir. Sure. Well, again, thanks very much. There are a number of items in my collection. I have the world's largest Herzl collection, as you might have heard for listeners <laughs> who were here on the last segment. And really tying in the dream of America, of liberty and freedom, and the, the way America was born, that was just celebrated uh, over the weekend, and the dream and the aspirations of Zionism. And so in, in American culture, there, was all, there have always been connections between iconic imagery of the United States and Zionism. So I, I have a few items which I will share with you, and uh, I'll describe them for those who are listening. The first and earliest item I have is this document. It's really a um, program for a co- uh, conference of the Knights of Zion, a fraternal organization that met in 1905. This was their eighth convention. So it means they were founded shortly after the first Zionist Congress uh, in 1897. It's about six inches by 12 inches. It's a booklet. And on the cover is the American flag. I think there were only 48 stars at the time. And uh, the Zionist flag, which later became the flag of the state of Israel. Uh, this organization, I, and I can read from the book from the booklet, they met in St. Louis at the end of 1905. And they raised money for the Jewish Colonial Trust and the Jewish National Fund as a fraternal organization. But what's interesting on the cover is a quote by John Hay. John Hay was secretary to Abraham Lincoln. He was the secretary of state under Presidents McKinley and Roosevelt. 
uh, he negotiated the treaty for the Panama Canal. It's named for him. And on the cover, and this was not important by the Zionists to say at the time, participation in the Zionist movement cannot in the faintest degree discredit the loyalty of American Jews. And it's a quote by John Hay, and it was felt important by the Zionists at the time to, to make that point. Very nice. Then the next item, um, as we talked about last time, Theodore Herzl in 1896 wrote Medinat HaYehudim, The Jewish State, and that was his, uh, his launching point into the cause of Zionism. I'm holding up to the uh, camera a, a book. It's about six inches by 10 inches. It's Der Judenstadt, which is in Yiddish, uh, a Yiddish version. This one was printed in Boston. And on the cover is a picture of Herzl and both the American flag and the Zionist flag. Again, connecting the aspirations of Zionism and the creation of a Jewish state to the aspiration of, of and the ideals of the United States. And this is a theme that's seen a number of times. In 1914, the uh, Hebrew publishing company, whose office was on Canal Street, not far from where Nahum is sitting right now, that's right. came out with a series of 110 postcards. They were one cent each, so you can get the whole set for $1.10. Now a complete set is, I don't know, $10,000. Wow. But there were three cards of the 110. There are a lot of Shana Tova cards, uh, uh, Jewish holidays, some Yiddish jokes that I don't, don't understand on many of them. But here are three of the set. I'm holding, this is obviously a postcard size. There's the uh, American flag, again in the Zionist flag, Theodore Herzl in the middle. And in the six triangles around, I guess, Herzl is in the hexagon in the middle of him, again, David, and, and surrounded by Wolfson, Nachum Sokolov, Israel Zangwill, uh, luminaries of the Zionist uh, movement at the time. But again, the U.S. flag. The next card in the set, and this just dispenses with the people, but this really says a lot about the views of American Jews and American Zionists to Israel. There's a Magen David, again, with the um, U.S. flag and the Zionist flag. And in the middle are just two hands shaking, shaking each other. So this uh, handshakes are something that people used to do before <laughs> the coronavirus, for those who don't remember. I remember. But in 19, I guess this was in 1914, before the Spanish influence of 1918. And it is really the sign of brotherhood between Jews of America and the Zionist inspiration. The third card doesn't have a Zionist flag in it, but it is so weird and good that I had to show it. It has the U.S. flag, and if anyone out there has any ability to explain this, please do. This is a polar bear holding a sign that says Shana Tova, looks like, and in Yiddish it says North Pole, and there is the U.S. flag. So if anyone has any explanation, about a polar bear wishing Shana Tova on the North Pole with the U.S. flag, please. The only thing, the only, know. the only thing I could think of is the uh, is the um, is the association of the uh, New Year with honey and bears love honey. That's about the only thing I could think of. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best one I've heard so far. Could it be that this was around the time that uh, the American explorers first got to the North Pole? Interesting. 
Possibly. Could, I'm going I'm to look up uh, Google. Could be. Anyway, this is a beautiful card. That, not Herzl, but it was just too good. <laughs> the next item I'm showing is on Machberet that we used to have when we were in, in day school or cheder. Again, this is by the Hebrew Publishing Company on Canal. On uh, This is on Delancey Street at the time. This is from mm. 1917. It says on the top, Machberet Herzl. There is a picture of Herzl in uh, oval and again to the, the U.S. flag and the Zionist flag beside him. I say this is from 1917, 1918, because on the back is the Balfour Declaration <gasps> in wow. Hebrew and in English. And the Balfour Declaration, November 2nd, 1917, wow. with a beautiful image of a lion wow. and Yerushalayim in silhouette, and on this side has the Zionist flag and the British flag because of the Balfour Declaration. All right. And you know, note on top the word Habisorah, like the good news, Bisorah That's Torah, correct. you know? Mayor David just gave me a good idea for Balfour Day. We should really be, I don't think we've ever done that. I don't think we've ever gone through the Balfour Declaration with everybody. What a okay. great idea. We, we might have, once yeah. upon a time on Yom Atzimot, Yeah, all right. Who we'll, remembers? We'll save we that. Don't. We'll save that for a Balfour Day. The next item to share is um, there was a World's Fair. There have been a number of World's Fairs in New York City in 1939, which was to honor the 150th anniversary of the inauguration of George Washington, which was in New York City in 1789. So there was a decision by New York fathers and leaders in 1939 to have a World's Fair in Flushing. And there was a Jewish Palestine pavilion there. Even though there was not a state of Israel, the um, Zionist movement of America, together with the uh, leadership of the Yeshuv, wanted to show the world that, that this nation that Herzl envisioned uh, was in formation. And, and so there was, uh, beside the pavilions of Canada and Norway and the United States and Finland and Russia and others, a Jewish Palestine pavilion. And this, was a, this came from the archives, which are maintained in the New York Public Library. So I'm holding up a picture. This is in front of the Zionist, uh, the Jewish Palestine Pavilion. There's uh, three figures, which was above the doorway. And there are two women, young ladies, holding the American flag and the Zionist flag. And it's hard to see, but they're standing in front of a, of a bust of Theodore Herzl. Yep. Because see. this was... Herzl Day at the World's Fair, July 25th, 1940. I said 1939, but it ran for two years. The, the World War broke out, World War II, September 1st, 1939, broke out in the middle of the World's Fair. Um, so there was a bust of Herzl that was brought for Herzl Day at the World's Fair. And the, the um, notation with this picture names the two women who were standing by Herzl's sculpture on July 25th, 1940, almost 80 years ago. So maybe uh, these women, if they're alive, would be about 100, but maybe their children or grandchildren are listening to your show. Edith Buxpen or Evelyn Wenkel were leaders of Junior Hadassah in 1940. <laughs> this is them. And I mentioned they're standing in front of a portrait of Herzl. When I was on your show, Nachum, last time, I mentioned the Herzl School in Chicago, right. a public school um, named after Theodor Herzl in 1915. The Jewish, the Zionist leadership of Chicago commissioned 
Boris Schatz, who was the founder of the Betzalel School in Jerusalem, to create a sculpture of Herzl. Uh, it's about, I was going to say, a meter tall, three feet, three inches tall. Um, a giant bust of Herzl, which was made by Borschatz in Jerusalem and was uh, sent to Chicago to sit in the lobby of the Herzl School. It obviously moved in 1939 for a week or a few days to be at the uh, Jewish Palestine Pavilion. It's exactly the same sculpture. And that sculpture now sits in the Jewish Federation building in Chicago. And uh, David, I know that the our, our audience probably caught this, obviously, and, and you've emphasized when this took place, this World Fair. But imagine 1939, 1940, in the context of Jewish history, and this was what they felt was needed at the World's Fair, a recognition of Palestine. And it's, uh, it's really the, the, the irony, the, 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 the in incredible uh, juxtaposition of what's going on in Europe and what's about to happen to the Jewish communities there and what's already happening to Jewish communities there and how Israel is being celebrated halfway. Israel, which hasn't been born yet, is being celebrated halfway around the world. It was the second most popular pavilion at the World's Fair. Uh, Albert Einstein, uh, there's pictures of Albert Einstein visiting it, and it became a rallying point because uh, I think it was in August of 1939, the British White Paper came out, which limited immigration to Eretz Israel right at the time that um, the Jews of Europe needed that right. refuge. And so the Jewish Palestine Pavilion became a place where people would come convene and rally and protest, interestingly, at the World's Fair on behalf of the besieged Jews of Europe. Quite interesting. Unbelievable. Uh, two, two more items. Um, this, this is, I'm showing a playbill, because Broadway, again, if those who remember Broadway, and yes, it will be back <laughs> soon. Uh, this, it, there was a show in 1946 called A Flag is Born. So this is the playbill from that production. It was written by uh, uh, Hecht, who was a, 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 ben a uh, ben Hecht, ben Hecht. Ben Hecht, who was a very prominent writer and, and, and part of the, the um, um, it was produced by the um, League for a Free Palestine, which was really trying to uh, bolster the forces uh, in Israel at the time. So this play was a fundraiser on behalf of the, um, the Yeshuv, the Jews in Palestine. To, the proceeds from this play went to buy a, a ship that brought illegal immigrants to Palestine in 1946, which was called the Ben Hecht as a result of this. But uh, I'm holding it up. But the description is there are three Chalutzim pioneers holding the Israeli flag. And in behind them mm. are American revolutionary soldiers with the fife and drum, the old iconic imagery of America, tying the aspirations again of the creation of the state of Israel and freedom and sovereignty for the Jewish people. With the with the aspirations of the those in the Revolutionary War for freedom from from the British, unbelievable. And lastly, the Herzl's dream came came true, of course, with the Declaration of Independence, May fourteenth, uh, nineteen forty eight. This is sheet music published in Philadelphia. Again, you can see the uh, American flag uh, and the at this point the State of Israel. 
Mazel Tov Israel, there's Herzl, Chaim Weitzman, and I don't, uh, obviously an observant gentleman, and underneath is the quote, Ich war zurich in mein alter Chaim, which I think, based on Google Translate, is I'm returning to my former life, which I think, I, I assume he's meaning we're, we're returning to the place where we were born, where our, where our nation, where our religion was given birth. And so this is Liv, Lach und Zing, Live, laugh, and sing in celebration. Mazel Tov, Yisrael, from Philadelphia. And it has. And, I have and it has. One more, and it has sorry. the. It has the Weitzman and Herzl identification, but it doesn't identify the rabbi. It does not. Interesting. Uh, unless this is the writer, Mr. Joseph Feldman. Ah, I don't know. That could be. That could I be. I don't know. Last piece, um, for those again, if you. There is such a thing as baseball, and it too will be back. I created as part of my um, initiative what I call the Herzl Project to uh, talk about Herzl and uh, use him as an inspiration to pursue dreams and continue support for the state of Israel. I created a mascot, which I call Theo. And last year at Jewish Heritage Day, Theo was at City Field. And he, this is a picture I'm holding up, Theo, the Herzl mascot, with Mr. Met at City Field. Um, again, there's nothing as American as baseball. And so this, uh, there's very few connections between Herzl and baseball. But that's what I wanted to show to, to, your, uh, to your audience. So the, the idea of connecting the dream of Israel the dream of Zionism with America is historic, and of course, Israel's, uh, America's continued support uh, for Israel is unparalleled in, in the world, and it, it comes from somewhere, and it's 100 years old, hundreds Un of years old. Unbelievable. Mayor, you had a— out, Yeah, we should point out, well, a couple of things. One I sent you about the North Pole. Uh, yes. I don't remember the, the date, the year of that postcard— yeah, what was the date of the... 1914. 1914. Okay, so um, what I, ch I looked up and that in 1909, the uh, Admiral Perry uh, is said to have uh, first been to the North Pole, so maybe that was still in, under that uh, impression. Um, I, I think it's a, a, a good thing to note that just like Israel has the connection and before its founding, the support of so many in America, when America was founded, in 1776, the, the founding fathers of America saw the Jewish people and their story as an inspiration. And, and it, the suggestion of, uh, of the parting of the sea to be one of the uh, icons of the new uh, state by, I think it was Benjamin Franklin and the Jewish people leaving Egypt and so forth, the idea of freedom and liberty. There, there was tremendous connection between uh, the the Jewish faith and the idea of Am Yisrael and the founders. No question about it. And of course, uh, when you travel this country, especially in the Northeast, you will see so many cities <laughs> named for biblical cities and towns. I mean, the truth is really all over the country. Uh, but but certainly Shiloh, Bethel. Oh yeah, but Lebanon, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> but they really they really took it to the extreme. Uh, but when you travel through so many states, you see so many uh, references to the uh, to the Bible, and of course, what we now refer to as Eretz Israel or the State of Israel. Um, 
Uh, so I want to uh, I want to thank uh, David Matlow very much. Everybody out there who's interested in the figurines um, that we uh, displayed earlier, the website is peace of history dot com. That's peace of history dot com. We've been uh, enjoying this presentation in our studio with both Theodore Herzl and uh, with uh, uh, with uh, uh, Benjamin Zev Jabotinsky. And, and Nachum, if I may, if people are interested in more Herzl, I have uh, my Herzl Collection website, www.herzlcollection.com. Hours and hours and hours of Herzl fun. Uh, in addition to that, David is now responsible for a very sticky situation I'm now in because according to one of our listeners who's been commenting, he says, Nachum, how can't you love the Mets now? I don't know. Uh, being a lifelong Yankee fan, now that they've welcomed Theodore Herzl to City Field, I might have to uh, reconsider things because <laughs> that is actually quite a good point. Where is Theo right now? Is Theo in your house? Where is he right now? No, Theo is in residence. I see Alicia Post of the American Zionist Movement is watching now. Theo is in residence at the American Zionist Movement in New York. The wow. border has been closed since March, so we can't get Theo back. Here, uh, he was supposed to be in the Celebrate Israel parade in June that was canceled. He's been in the parade a number of times. And so if there's anyone in the New York area who would like to host Theo and has a body to put inside of it, please, uh, I'm Alicia's here uh, at the American Scientist Movement. It can't cross the border until the border opens up again, All hopefully right. soon. All right. Uh, thank you, because now we have to be in touch with Alicia, because I think the next time you're on, David, for part three of the Herzl Collection with JM and the AM. I think I'm going to have to make sure that someone's dressed in that Theo uh, uh, costume here in the studio. We're going to up our game. We're going to go from the figurine of Herzl on the balcony to the figurines of Herzl and Jabotinsky. And now we're going to try to do this with oh, uh, Mayor. I, I see you're looking at me. You're looking at me a little worried. I may ask you to don the Theo no, outfit. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not donning the Theo outfit. I'm not even a baseball fan. So. Herzl is always about going big, bigger, best, and making impossible dreams come true. So putting a mascot on the radio, let's try it. Uh, believe you me, I'm into that. All right, Mayor, a quick preview at 9 a.m. What do people expect on the Nahum Single Network? Well, we will talk a little bit about some uh, one of the American uh, early presidents and Israel. And uh, we will uh, also speak about what's going on in Israel with the resurgence of the COVID-19. Just on the headlines, literally minutes ago, the new uh, quarantining issue, uh, stricture, restrictions in Israel. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, these uh, series of six very strange explosions that have taken place in Iran over the past week. And so uh, it's a real wonderment what's going on over there. That is a, uh, that's an understatement. And uh, would you, I don't want to, I don't want to steal your thunder, so don't feel you have to answer, but would you call Israel back under complete lockdown or you wouldn't? You, no, not, no, no. Not under complete, not complete lockdown. lockdown, but they've, they've curtailed a lot. Listener Panina says, thank you for a wonderful presentation. Amazing connections between America and Israel. Listener Yitzchak says thank you for the wonderful presentation. And, uh, and David, we say thank you for the wonderful presentation. Stay well, my friend, and uh, keep it coming. Keep the, uh, keep the, you know, one thing we have learned in this country and other places over the last month is the importance of keeping history alive. And, David, you're doing that with us on a, and by yourself uh, and with a lot of other people on a regular basis. So thank you very, very much. Thank you, and everyone, please stay safe. There you have it, everybody. Another amazing presentation by David Matlow. 
I thank him. We're going to end our Zoom meeting and our Facebook Live, and we are going to uh, continue with more at JM in the AM. Peaceofhistory.com, peace-of-history.com for the figurines. As I and, and I have zero, I have nothing to do with it. It's not, I, it's not my website or anything like that. Uh, it is simply uh, they've done an amazing job with these figurines from modern Jewish history, uh, and you can have a lot of fun with them um, just like we are here in the studio. So simple as that. If you're interested, go to their website. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.